Are we on? Let's go. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Uru Labs podcast from uh, Bengaluru. Ever complained about how bad our cities are, how bad your commute is? You'll get to hear from people who are working to solve these problems in their own way. This is your weekly soapbox for urban sustainability. So do not forget to click like, subscribe and share these videos. And check out the entire podcast library and profiles of the guests on the website podcast.urulabs.com. I'm Satya Shankaran with Nirav Kodolikar. This is going to be airing, of course, we are shooting this ahead of time, but it's going to be airing on June 3rd, which is the World Bicycle Day. About uh, five years ago, uh, Lesek Sibylski from Poland, he's a track cyclist. He went to the UN and said, we need to declare a day dedicated to cycling, right? And uh, he got them to dedicate June 3rd uh, every year as the World Bicycle Day. Uh, day to celebrate the role bicycles play in cities and how this humble instrument can uh, be a huge transformative effect towards cities and when people adopt it in large numbers and this is being increasingly seen in many places we've heard stories of the netherlands of course for the last 40 years increasingly like paris during the lockdown started closing down certain streets and it started having a transformative effect on that and huge pickup and brussels which has always been close to the netherlands you'd be surprised but it's been a car country and uh, most recently they have uh begin to uh, you know become a poster boy of cycling so europe is slowly transforming of course there has been a huge car dependent infrastructure in the us and australia and some of these places for people for most people you're, you're just kind of writing off these countries literally but uh, they have been doing a lot of emissions as well but the global south africa and india and all these uh, countries are beginning to look at uh not becoming car dependent look at building cities differently and uh, in that context i have uh, three guests uh, today uh, shilpi sahu tandava popuri and kartik okay. ranganathan they have been uh, commute cyclists if i may call it that they've been cycling to work for quite a while we'll talk about what their uh, journeys have been so welcome to the show guys tell me about uh, when you literally started commuting to work i know you might have been on a cycle earlier or not uh, so i would like to hear uh, when did you start chilpi when did you um, when did you really so, want to do you know go to office you know why would why would somebody want to do that so i started cycling because i wanted to cycle, go to work so <laughs> uh, before that i knew how to cycle i had cycled a bit in college but just for commute i have always used cycle for commute uh, go to tuitions on cycle but i was never very comfortable cycling i fallen a lot so and i didn't have a cycle when i thought that oh let me try cycling to work because traffic in even 2011 used to be not that great and um, i had very little patience for cycle for getting stuck in traffic and had tried bus which was not very convenient at that time even now it's not um driving was like really unpredictable so i said i will give it a try and i bought a cycle i tried it one uh, on a weekend i cycled around my house some 10 13 kilometers and then i thought that okay let me try going to work now and i just cycled to work 
then and it was not very hard i was afraid but it was not very hard i was tired but i was not too tired i was happy i basically cracked it that day <laughs> <laughs> and uh, i i didn't cycle every day i cycled like once twice a week i did that for a few years and then i i mean traffic got worse and i cycled more often and then one day <laughs> i just removed my name from the office cab and said i'm cycling every day to hell with this traffic and i can't sit in a cab anymore so yeah from then onwards if i'm going to work i'm cycling there is no exception it's raining it's uh, windy it's uh, hailstones or it's raining fire cats and dogs it doesn't matter i find out how i can get to work and back on cycle it saves me a lot of time and that's mm. the main reason thanks satya for hosting us today my journey of cycling is uh, mainly thanks to bangalore uh, basically i live in a place called marathalli where all the traffic stops Uh, i have a small flyover next to my house just to cross that it used to take 20 minutes to half an hour to stuff even on bike it used to take more than an hour car it used to take almost 2 hours and this is basically to commute a distance of 10 kilometers from my place to my workplace and one day i was sitting and i said even if i walk i might reach faster than 2 hours what other alternatives i have that was the main motivation and i really owe bangalore uh, all my cycling journey to bangalore traffic uh this is basically everybody says all these are challenges and all the pain points i somehow uh, based on how i got habituated to convert challenges into opportunities uh it's for last 12 years i'm cycling to work and i never had to look back after that i have some stories to talk about what are the biggest inhibitions and stuff uh, even when i st- want to start cycling i sat on that for almost a year whether if i buy a cycle will i use for two days will i use for a year and i just sat on the decision for almost a year the way you said i have a small flyover next to my house it's almost like <laughs> i have an attached bathroom <laughs> in my bedroom so everybody seems to have a favorite flyover next to that what about you kartik i don't uh, have a favorite flyover you... thankfully but uh, <laughs> uh thank you but like for inviting us uh, satya pleasure to be here uh, i mean uh, like you said right i mean i mean my cycling journey started early i mean childhood when we would all right so clearly remember the rent a cycle for i mean 1 hour like 1 rupee per hour that was super popular so that is where i learned my cycling at bsa champ and all that so rode all the way till 12 standard college four years it went away thankfully i picked it up when i started doing my masters and even well when i started working in uh, uh, in dallas i had a cycle but there it, it was very limited and like you had mentioned about uh, the us not really being a very convenient place for cycling i had pretty much kept it away but then i brought it back with me uh, but what really triggered triggered the commute was i think it, it was probably my second week in my office here in bangalore when my supervisor uh, uh, i mean while he was introducing me to the rest of the team so when he stopped by one guy he said see this guy is weird i was like why well that's because he comes to work by cycle i was like, oh wow people commute to work by cycle here and i was like i have a cycle sitting at home why, why can't i use it and that really was what yeah so to quote uh, to quote shilpi that is what i cracked it that most coincidentally uh, i mean it was 2011 right so looks like all three of us started around the time so since then it's been blissful riding for 12 years 
I think I was one year late. Twenty twelve was when I started. Just missed you guys by a year. <laughs> no, but even before we get to that, I just wanted to point out to the viewers uh, watching and um, listening in. All three guests that we have today have tried different modes of transport to their workplace and found that cycling is the fastest and the most. I mean, convenient as well. Even though, yes, they have their own experience of how they got onto the cycle, I just wanted to point it out because I found it very interesting. I just want to play devil's advocate and just really ask you guys questions that I often get asked. And this is from someone who just commuted to work uh, very infrequently, but has commuted to work during uh, an internship of mine. But I'm going to take the stance and ask you guys that, hey, our roads are really unsafe. I don't want to go out and cycle to my work because what if something happens to me? It's not. It's not really safe. I want the government to do something. Give me a bike path. I'll get out. So maybe we could start with Shilpi. And what would you say to someone who would, I mean, who has that question or who has that stance? Um, I get that question very often, and I ask them, "Do you think the roads are good for driving? The roads are not half decent for anything, uh-huh. and you still take four wheels out. I'm just taking two wheels out." Doesn't having just two wheels and just uh, you on the two wheels make it even more unsafe? So you're more exposed. but you are far slower so you are not a threat to anybody and you can reduce the threat to yourself by being slow uh being predictable and being visible at night so a lot of cycle accidents actually happen on uh highways and during hours when you are not visible to the other person so you cannot do much about the other person being rash but actually i would say that in bangalore what i see is that people are slow because roads are like that and secondly there would be rash people but there will be a very small percentage of people who can actually drive rash on such horrible roads mm-hmm. uh, and you can't do anything about them and there there will be such people everywhere but what you can do to save yourself is just being predictable and yeah you can put yourself in a metal box but that will not take you anywhere it's a compromise but yeah. i i choose a compromise i choose an option where i have more chance to see the positives than the negatives and i feel there are more positives being on the cycle even if the government has done absolutely nothing to encourage it so to tandav and karthik I have a question, which is: Did you have this debate internally before getting onto the cycle? And maybe after Tandav Nakarta came, Shilpi, you could elaborate on if you had this internal discussion with yourself. Not with myself, but I have uh, my spouse. Uh, initially, when okay. I started cycling, I-, I live in an apartment complex where if I go on the perimeter, it comes a one kilometer right, and my office is ten kilometers. As I said, when I started going to my office. my wife came pretty strong you want to do 10 rounds here in the complex please do it but it's very <laughs> unsafe i'll not allow you on to the road and uh, not only her when i first started cycling on the road uh, uh, i was taken back at the speed at which people go uh, but after a couple of days i was very comfortable and as assuring my wife it's much safer because i don't use the main highway uh, from the first month onwards or the first second week onwards i was using these internal roads i was taking one of those routes uh, where it's much more safer uh, much more uh, predictable even with the traffic without traffic uh, my cycle commute time like my work commute time is predictable and constant plus or minus 5 minutes and that i say is a big blessings in bangalore if you can get a predictable commute time that's first thing 
second thing i work in a tech park uh, where by cycling i also cut down i, I get a uh, privilege to get a back uh, door access there are two uh, two entries for this particular tech park one is the main one everybody is expected to come any community using motorbikes or cars they are only uh, allowed for entry from the main gate and from the back gate the cyclists and the pedestrians uh, get access and basically i cut down by 2 kilometers and it also helped me to save and my office being on the corner very close to the back gate so basically i'm a lazy guy and i'm trying to figure out better ways <laughs> to go and reach so this is how i was able to crack and uh, i never had to look back and awesome. uh, just to answer uh, some of my colleagues thought even after 6 7 years cycling when i bought my new car audi people thought i'll dump the cycling i'll go back to car because i got a fancy car uh, believe me i'm very comfortable in cycling to work predictable every time rather than taking this expensive car and get stuck in traffic and get irritated get frustrated so that's my journey of cycle to work i mean uh so when i when i started to commute my house was around like 6 kilometers one way right uh, i mean i honestly didn't have much of a i mean uh, much of a, a doubt or a mental barrier because i mean I, actually that was when i mean just before the i had moved moved from the us right so i did have a i mean bit of a shock right when i tried getting back on the road right but then i mean i had started motorcycling anyway so i and i mean cycle felt completely natural so didn't really right i mean didn't have any concern going from right from a motorcycle to a cycle and uh, i mean lot of these points right the predictability was was fantastic right so whatever time of the day right so whether the traffic is moving or not there is always space for you to walk your cycle on the pavement right so so you never get caught in traffic you uh, i mean so that was a huge plus point for me and somewhere down my first year uh, i mean where i still used to probably uh, like do half and half right there was one point uh, i mean when my family had gone out of town and where i kind of took it upon uh, like as a challenge to myself let me see if i can use my cycle anywhere and everywhere this one month now that i don't have to take anybody along so that one month really uh, i mean cleansed the deal and at pretty much every single day i've been cycling almost uh, so it's it's not much you don't really have too many um, i mean and because my current commute is just 2 and a half kilometers so it i mean there's really no excuse not to cycle and uh, i mean come rain or shine you can pretty much get home soon uh, yeah it's not really that that complicated for me i feel one other thing that got i'm a lazy person as i said by cycling to work i got half an hour workout uh, going to office and also another half an hour coming to work so that's a big advantage for me because otherwise i was not able to carve out that one hour uh, workout for me and second thing initial days when it rains i used to uh, not cycle i used to pick a car or a motorbike uh, motorbike or cycle are both the same but if you're picking a car bangalore uh, yeah thanks to bangalore again when it rains even a small rain i don't know what happens suddenly a lot of traffic jams happen there was a day where i parked my car in the office i was trying to reach from my office to home uh, even after circling for 2 or 3 hours basically uh, tree branches used to fall and lot of traffic jams all that stuff 
then i thought even if it rains i want to cycle i carry a rain uh, rain coat as well as those uh, cover for the laptop i never had to look back because even when it rains people uh, initial days i used to hesitate and what i figured out is when it rains you get uh, stuck more in traffic in bangalore compared to when it doesn't rain and i thought it rains you better remember that you need to cycle not to take a car so that's my trick on that what people consider as excuses or adversities is something that we have turned into an advantage predictability what tandav and uh, karthik said was very interesting always only 3 to 4 minutes this side or that side whereas in the car it could be anywhere between 30 minutes on this side to 2 and 1/2 hours on the other <laughs> side that's an i mean people don't realize that until they actually get on it and to uh, shilpi's point i, I think tandav's point was uh, uh, about using these back roads i discovered so many back roads not necessarily back roads but they were roads through layouts you know especially in areas like jayanagar where you could just do this 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 and then get out i could do that in indranagar like this like this like this and get out there are lots of places where if you discover the, the smaller roads you can actually kind of uh, get by faster these are things that people don't realize everybody looks at because you drive on the main road you think you will also have to cycle on the main road all the way yes of course in some places you have to because there are too many dead ends in some of these areas in some of the but if you ever discover and plan your route you're saying it's just amazing every thing that you actually feel is a, uh, is an excuse is now all gone because you have turned it in the rain thing is amazing right when you have the trees fallen you can quickly identify and then walk walk across those trees you can literally go and walk over the fallen trees and go none of your cars can walk over those things yeah i mean you're just uh, dead in the water some of the other excuses i thought uh, people uh, come up with is the weather right okay rain is one they say it is too hot to cycle of course yes in some places there might be right you go to uh, but the the question of choosing the bicycle and it this is like going back uh, when we didn't have the motor vehicle a lot of people did cycle right what about the weather then didn't we adjust the time then of course you had more trees why why can't you get those now uh those are some of the questions i always uh, thought about what what are some of the favorite excuses you have heard may, may not be an excuse but these are the bottlenecks i faced and i know that a lot of first timers who want to start though there is an intent but there are some practical things that people will struggle to like mm-hmm. i was talking about i was sitting on trying to make a decision on which bike to buy and if i commute or not whether i will be comfortable or not uh, initially after i started uh, commuting to work i was loaning my cycle uh, there were days when i am traveling on when i am on vacation i am traveling somewhere i was loaning my cycle to folks who are seriously interested and i said hey can you take my cycle and if, if you are seriously interested you experiment those couple of days and then try and figure out and then you can go and do basically what helps uh, that is basically it will help them to make a Uh, decision making with lot more conviction i i used to rotate i used to say okay this is my vacation plan who wants these two days who want these and type of stuff uh, that definitely helped there are a lot of folks who picked up cycling with that and other thing i also saw is okay this is also my example of uh, i was i live in a community a big community uh, one time i saw somebody was sending a note for carpool hey uh, i stay here i go to the same tech park where uh, uh, he and me are working anybody interested to carpool i just took a liberty to send him a message hey not about carpool but if you're interested in cycling i'll give you the company he said yeah i'm interested though i don't have a cycle so i loaned him one cycle of mine 
uh, which I'm not using. And we actually, we commuted together from my place to uh, the workplace. And his office is probably two uh, buildings away from my place. And he really liked it. And he commuted at least a week with me. He got comfortable. He said he'll go and explore and buy. Only problem is he doesn't have a shower room in his office. Maybe I'll come back to that. Yeah, do, do talk about that because that's one of the things, right? So the body types are different for different people. Some people sweat a lot. Uh, we shouldn't discount the fact that uh, some people are not fit enough uh, that they feel winded very quickly. Of course, that's something you need to work on, right? I mean, it's not... Uh, but this buddying system is interesting. Have any of you tried... I, uh, Karthik, is that something that you guys have tried out at your office? What uh, uh, Showers, those kind of things are also an issue, right? I mean, how much of an issue is it? Shower is, is definitely... A, I mean, I have heard that being mentioned a lot. However, I mean, our office does have showers, right? So, uh, I mean, uh, so that is not a, I mean, that is not a deal breaker. We have tried out, uh, I mean, reasonably successfully with buddying people up. There are people uh, who have started cycling and kept at it successfully after, after uh, I mean, uh, having overcome their jitters by buddying up with people. But one, I mean, one big reluctance that I have seen is that uh, the perception that cycles are too expensive and that it is a, it's a very elite thing to get into, right? That it costs a whole lot to to cycle for commute or recreation, and that is the uh, I mean yeah, that's very common objection that I hear. My my standard answer has I mean has typically been how much do you spend on your phone? Can you spend the same amount on a cycle? And you will have one that lasts like five times the lifetime of your phone. Some have taken up, but not many do. But uh, yeah. I, I have an example to share. Okay. Uh, as I said, I go through these localities uh, in those residential areas when I commute to work. I used to bump into a, a colleague of mine who I always used to find waiting at a place to take an auto two kilometers from the office. He's also a runner. He always waits there at a place uh, when I try to reach to my office, typically used to wait for an auto. And I've seen multiple times, then one day I, I picked up and I said, hey, do you know the amount you spend on paying auto uh, to go to work and to come back to these two kilometers, if you buy a cycle, probably it pays off in a year at the maximum in two. And he was thinking about it and his dad sponsored him a cycle and he thanked me. Now he's not uh, in the same company, but he moved to a different place. But he always says, Tandava, thank you for giving me that. Uh, not only he saved money on auto, but his uh, uh, commute is predictable. He he used to reach from his place to office in less than 10 minutes or 5 minutes. Whereas for auto, it's, uh, he basically at the mercy of an auto guy to pick and drop all that stuff. So that way, uh, probably if people pay attention, uh, these small things, basically it gets uh, evened out. The amount you spend on buying a cycle, uh, even if you forget about even phone or stuff, the amount we spend on a fuel or an auto or a commute expense, uh, you'll get your cycle uh, not less, like within two years, you'll recover the entire amount. Is there a woman's cycle to this, Shilpi? Are they differently thinking about this? or? So, uh, in my company, there are not too many women who cycle. Uh, it's probably some young women who do. I, I don't know who does right now. I know there are a couple not in my building. I, I see that, yeah, they, in general, women have more resistance to the idea of cycling. They probably don't feel safe on the cycle because they feel more exposed 
like in a car you are less exposed so i i can't really speak about them but what i think myself is that i did never even thought about it even once uh i think that the biggest problems that a cyclist has in bangalore is potholes bad roads zero maintenance and you need to be careful that you are not stepping into a drain or driving over a pothole you know sit lying on the road on which you can skid or an unmarked speed breaker that you can't see at night uh, not being visible somebody passing by uh, very close because they can't see you so i think that those were those are the real challenges and i really don't remember feeling harassed or anything but at the same time i i mean i would not say that that's not something other women uh, face and typically i maintain my commute in a crowded area and i don't don't commute much at night but not because i feel unsafe but because you know night people are even worse riders they they don't uh, drive properly the roads are not lit Uh, the part of bangalore i stay in is uh, is like the wild wild west of uh, <laughs> bangalore <laughs> nothing really works here yeah if you're cycling you're on your own if you're driving on your own you can get harassed either way but uh, as a woman i really didn't feel that way but also because i'm always commuting on in very predictable work hours like daytime so satya i have seen couple of women team members in my workplace and in fact uh, one person lakshmi she is my role model because the reason i say is now uh, she picked up cycling after she said she got inspired when i started cycling to work but she lost lot more weight and she become lot more uh, fitter uh, what she said is she went back to her college dresses which she was not able to wear in the last 10 years and that inspired me a lot and i also find another roman rider coming Uh, probably farther from my my place like another 6 kilometers from my place she was commuting to work and i happened to bump her in one of those uh, exits of out of office and i was checking with her then she said she takes the main roads then i showed her this uh, road which is much safer and much more comfortable and uh, she was thanking me for that i have seen uh, women riders doing that and probably they know gender bias but when women decides to do something they do much wonderful uh, than other gender because lakshmi inspired me that even that one or two years she did uh, okay she is no longer with our company but she moved into a different role in another place but she inspired uh, not only me but lot more others that if you actually take this in an appropriate way you can do wonders i actually don't disagree with that that statement at all i can see that you still not fitting into your college clothes so you should you have lot more work to do than uh, <laughs> yes <laughs> just brings me back to this whole uh, company thing right so while we are all getting out there we see the advantages of course a lot of them don't see it and which is what we are trying to do by sharing our stories and trying to tell them it's far more simpler from an individual choice basis try it out and there are certain things that you need to consider like suddenly don't if you're living 20 kilometers away don't start tomorrow and start doing 20 kilometer uh, work rides right so start doing something smaller first and get used to it get a handle on your bicycle don't buy an outsized bicycle then you are not controlling the bicycle the bicycle is controlling you so typically like any other instrument you should learn how to use it get a handle on it learn to control it and then you know kind of increase your mileage or whatever with so many people riding to work you all of us have uh, looked at uh, fellow 
uh, riders who ride to work and as a part of all of the cycle to work stuff that we've been doing and Altmore and otherwise, we have seen that it has been picking up from our personal experiences as well. Are the companies really stepping forward? We do it because we like it and we want to do it. And of course, when you need to scale these numbers in, in a country like ours, where the aspirational goal is to buy a motor vehicle, we can rain on that parade as well <laughs> and the car parade but there is a huge aspirational goal towards saying no i am i have arrived only when i come in a car to the office right that's one of these mindsets and trying to get more more people to cycle also requires we'll come to the government side of things because we know the gaps there but the corporates what are their roles how have what are the stories you have heard personally i have heard that some of the corporates are really forthcoming in encouraging uh, uh, these kind of things and some others aren't right I, i've heard stories on either side and some of you have been beneficiaries of uh, uh, good corporates who have helped you and others who haven't uh, what do you think they should do minimally in your opinion in general, what should companies be doing for their employees to encourage more people to commute to work? What do you think? I personally think uh, maybe I'm privileged to be uh, working at a place where uh, one of the great places to work for last many years. Ba basically, the reason I say is I'm privileged is because we get these uh, uh, shower rooms uh, in the gym and on all the other floors once we started more cyclists coming to the place. We also have a cycle stand. Uh, these two are the bare minimum stuff where we can safely lock our cycle as well as uh, taking shower. The reason I say we are privileged is uh, yesterday I met one gentleman. He said he was cycling to work, but there are no shower rooms and he got itchings and backaches and stuff and he stopped cycling to work. Things like that. So these are bare minimum where uh, corporates can do, even if they don't provide any incentives of helping new employees to explore cycling options like, hey, you can choose between these two or three or maybe there's a company who facilitates, give you some discount type of stuff. But these are the entry bare minimum stuff, what I'm saying. I think at least my company, I feel that it's somewhat on a neutral side. But if there are more people, employees asking for some facilities, there is there is serious thought provided to that. So I feel is that if you want to want more people to cycle, so you get them on the cycle and then ask for the facilities. Uh, and there was a time when I was probably one of the only people cycling and I wanted a place where I could change, uh, not even shower, just change. And there was, that time the company was uh, leasing uh, a space, so they did not have that and they provided me a wooden cupboard to get inside and change. <laughs> but yeah, they, they thought of, you know, they thought of some option. And they, could, they may not have done better at that point. Uh, but yeah, I was I was happy that they were at least thought about it. Okay, this is where a woman can get in and change peacefully because there is really no other option. Uh, but now, I mean, there are cycle stands, there are showers, uh, there are also anti-skid surfaces because there was one time I skid and fell, and then I then of course the security guy kept telling me, "Madam, you didn't apply brakes properly or something." I said, "No, I've been cycling for donkey's years." It's not my fault. So then I checked with the cyclist or the cyclist group that hey, there is this uh, slope uh, at the entrance of the office. Does did anybody face this issue of slipping? And everybody said yes, yes. 
I did. Why didn't you do anything about it? So I raised a complaint and it got fixed. There are anti-skid surfaces now. Now every time I go over it, I'm very careful because I don't know if someday it starts skidding again, but I have fallen there very badly. And now I don't, I mean, it's okay now. So I raised a complaint, it got fixed. It took some time to get fixed. So every time you have an issue, you don't just keep quiet about it. You ask for the resolution. So I do that too. I, I mean, I would do, ask the same from my government as well. But I know that the company is much more receptive to the employee's demand. So if you ask, if you crib and crib about car parking, you get it. Not a bit, I mean, there, there is limited option there. But if you ask for cycle parking, they, they'll be happy to give you some because it doesn't cost much. In a place where you can park three cars, you can park, you know, 40 bicycles. Um, we have asked for facilities for cyclists and we have got it because we don't ask for much. Our demands are pretty limited and the company has realized that these cyclists ask for very small things. Just give it to them. We are small footprint people. I've been lucky enough, uh, I mean, that we've had a very robust cycling network for quite a while. I remember uh, even, uh, I mean, even like a decade back probably, 2013 was when we got our first covered cycle parking stand which could accommodate close to 60 or so right um, i mean 60 65 or so and uh, and for the last couple of years we've been overflowing it by like a huge margin that last year i mean or probably earlier this year i think we now uh, we now have a have a second covered parking stand with pretty much the same size as before so we uh, i mean uh, that's really made things a whole lot better and we've always had showers. We've had um, uh, we've had an annual cycle to work day, which has been there for more than like 15 years, where all employees are encouraged to come by cycle that one day. And uh, there are uh, there are some perks offered, uh, like free breakfast sometimes, or uh, like free breakfast always. Nice. Uh, probably like some T-shirt. We do a ride around the tech park. Um, well, we've even. Uh, you even conducted slow cycling races. Like if some of you have <laughs> taken part in your childhood, <laughs> that you really can't go fast, so you might as well try to go as slow as possible. So we've done that to kind of introduce a fun element to it. Uh, uh, yeah, so and we've even had uh, like some challenges within the company, though this was, uh, well, this was more pre-COVID. Like, uh, challenges within the company to see, right, within a quarter, which is the business, which uh, right, which has the most rides, which uh, has the most riders, right? The uh, the person with the most rides gets uh, gets facility. Uh, I mean, felicitated uh, right in a uh, right in a quarterly event and all that. Right? So in that sense, the uh, I mean, the culture of promoting cycling has been there for quite a while. So we've only been I mean, we've only managed to take it take it to the next level through. Uh, Right, participation in the cycle to work program. I guess when it comes from the employee side, the company is willing to just let it go. Like, yeah, you guys are doing something. It's uh, we'll just kind of help you out and things like that. Uh, I, from the outside, when I look at it, some of the things that I've heard uh, around is that the HR is really afraid of telling people to cycle. What if these people die? It's unsafe on the roads and things like that. What do you guys think? companies or corporates can do collectively to address inside the campus all the facilities is good right but all of the problems are outside the campus you 
all the companies that I know of, not all, I mean, many companies that I know of who are in large campuses and uh, big facilities have taken care to help their employees and which is, which is all they need to do predominantly. But how can they, how do you think they can step up and peak for your safety outside the compound wall? What do you think? At least I know that there are a lot of companies came together on the outer ring road uh, of mm. uh, Bangalore. Uh, this is from Kharpuram to probably Sil- uh, not Silk Board, but maybe to Sarjapur Road. I think there's a consortium mm. of companies. Uh, mm. I don't know, Satya, if you remember, uh, before the Metro mm. work started, there was these beautiful cycle lanes that were there. A uh, lot of, including my kids, where we were not comfortable in uh, sending them on to the outer ring road. They use those cycle lanes to go from Marathalli to HSR layout without any parental guidance. They just stick to the cycle lanes. They were able to comfortably go. And if kids can go, I'm sure that all the employees can leverage the same. Uh, the reason I'm bringing this is because this consortium of companies work with the government to speed up these uh, metro works to everything. They can also go and influence to go and create these safe cycle lanes uh, from those metro stations as and when they come up uh, to connect the last mile connectivity. I know a lot of my colleagues who complain uh, when they use metro, they're not worried of using metro. They're a lot more happier. But the thing that irritated them is the last mile connectivity. Probably companies can influence. Uh, we all can leverage more of metro or more of public transport and use this cycle uh, to the last mile connectivity. Cycle or maybe the Yulu e-cycles to everything and probably make it easier and i think that way the companies are also comfortable that uh, hey all their employees on the road are much safer uh, i know at the place where i work uh, the mm-hmm. company says uh, the parking and the facilities what the company uh, it takes responsibility for once we step out of it it's on our own not that many companies say but uh, if they have a way they would like to uh, contribute in ensuring not only the cyclists, but all the employees on the roads are safe. If they have a way. No, but they don't, right? Uh, you just said it. That that was the point I was trying to bring across. The roads are bad. They all come out. The associations come out and say, hey, the roads are bad. Let's fix this. Uh, we need more roadways. And the companies literally lend voice through their associations. Comp- uh, company CEOs start speaking out, saying the roads are bad and all of those things. But I've never seen even one of them, even if they do a lot for the employees, they don't come out and say, we need good cycling and walking infrastructure. The leaders may not be commuting. When they pick up, probably you'll hear more of those. Uh, Okay, we need to walk the talk. Probably (laughs) as leaders, if we start doing, then all these things will also come from the company's mouth to everywhere else. So, So Satya, actually, if you see that it is still... The driving is still aspirational to most people. And uh, when they get a job, they buy a scooty, then they buy a motorcycle, and then the ultimate thing, they will buy a car. And that's about it. Uh, they Most people don't want to buy a cycle. They think it's demeaning to be seen on the cycle. And that's the mentality. Most of them are coming from smaller towns or they have been brought up with that thinking in their mind. So it's it's that thinking will take some time to change and um, and we have to face it that we are actually the three of us are probably a minuscule fraction of the people who proudly cycle not really i mean exercise is not the primary goal 
for which we cycle. Passion is not the primary goal for which we cycle. We cycle because we found that it's the best option. And we are a minuscule fraction of those people. So 95% of the people would drive a car or they would come by uh, the company cab. They would not walk. They would not cycle. They just dislike the idea of doing that like a common man because we belong to that IT sector where it's seen as the face of prosperity and prosperous people do not cycle. Or in, on the other end, current generation. Uh, prosperous people are the ones who want cycle lanes. Because mm. the the maids and the security guards who are cycling, why they are not asking for it? Why are you guys asking for it? Mm. The simple reason we are asking for it that it just makes it safer so that more people can cycle. They don't have to be daredevils to be out on the cycle. So, yeah, company is afraid at some point but also they feel like it's 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 something that just doesn't look right to doesn't look right it just doesn't look right it why should i ask somebody to come on cycle it's just not worthy of uh, promoting but how do you explain then them coming out and complaining against the road space i need more road space my employees cannot come to work they never fight for yours cycle lane on the same they 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 want more road space because that's what they think the more road space meaning more space for the cars less uh, there'd be less traffic jams if there are wider roads but somewhere there is a bit of an ignorance that that is there that every city with wide highways and wide roads have not solved their traffic problems they have only made them bigger so, yeah, the big big cities have big traffic jams. Wider roads have wider traffic jams. And that's the truth. Somewhere the that truth has not come out. People have not accepted it yet. That wider roads is not going to help reduce the traffic. Because our companies never suggest as a, you come in car, you come in motorcycle, you come in uh, scooter or walk or cycle. It's each individual mm. we do. And basically where I'm differing is, we know that Bangalore has a constraint of the roads. These are the roads that we have. We don't have like uh, NCR, like Delhi, wider roads and stuff. This is a limited stuff what we have. Uh, like I say, every challenge is an opportunity. With the limitation of these uh, narrow roads or these smaller roads, uh, how do we go and uh, help our uh, colleagues to come to office in a much more predictable and safer and commute, uh, predictable way? Like if outering road is... Uh, choked with all the traffic. How do we help all our colleagues to come to office? Because the roads are not going to expand. Whatever we do, probably we'll get a metro lane, probably we'll get a railway, suburban railway, but the roads are not going to any further expand than what it is there on the outer ring road from KR Purim to Silpur. How do you utilize that Kandavar. space to reach? The people are willing to multi-layer it and see, they also see challenges and opportunity to get more road space. Uh, but I agree with your point. Uh, the, 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 but the point going back to what Shilpi is saying is I would like your views on that as well. It's not just the CEOs. Tandwa, you said the CEOs are not seeing this. They are not maybe cycle, right? It's not just that. She told me the aspirational goal, right? I've heard senior IAS officers say, hey, I come from a village uh, and I want to see... Uh, People, I mean, he's just trying to mimic somebody else's aspirational goal and they probably wanted to see what the reaction will be. He said, I come to a city to prosper and ride a huge car 
as if that was the end goal of everything else right so that's how they think right that's how most people think and she's perfectly right there is an attitudinal shift is it because ceos don't cycle is it because they also think like a normal person that aspirational goals is getting my employees to I mean, come in the car it's probably not just the leaders here right i strongly feel that whatever is the preferred commute by the majority companies employees that will definitely be promoted more and more by the company right uh, i mean we cannot deny that like shilpi said we are like probably not even 10% of our uh, our company's workforce right the people who cycle i mean until these numbers really scale up i don't see them going out and putting themselves out there demanding better infrastructure for their employees i mean this is really small and one more thing to account for is that the fact is despite pretty much most of the support staff in a company cycling most support staff are probably not employees of that company also right so they are i mean so it's very very rare for you to find a company work for better infrastructure for those who don't really work for them also they are not the face of the, of that company so unless you have more cyclists going out uh, who are demanding it uh, uh, i mean from their companies it is probably not going to happen the one thing which i do believe could tilt the balance is that now we do have more and more requirements on companies needing to be green right the question mm. of the carbon emissions right so that that i think is something which companies haven't quite realized right what a difference it, like it makes if you have like 150 employees coming in by cycles instead of cars right cars or um, uh, right um, uh, motorcycles for that matter so those are things which i mean which i think will start getting factored in more and that might just slowly start nudging their needle towards um, uh, i mean uh, putting themselves out there and uh, i mean uh, making use of those associations better right like tandava said i've never seen any of the the company association say anything about cycling so hopefully this might uh, we might start seeing more also see the current campuses who join us they don't have this baggage of i need to own a car i don't see them caring and i've seen some of them coming and talking to me to figure out hey i want i am interested in cycling what do you recommend what are the best options and probably if companies can facilitate something about these campuses who come and join the workforce because uh, they think different they definitely uh, unlike our generation uh, they are lot more grounded uh, they know what it is okay they might have their aspirations different but they understand what it is if companies can facilitate and at least protect them with what how you facilitate to get them to leverage some of these other modes of transport because a lot of them don't believe in owning an expensive car or owning a car because they know that from financial perspective it doesn't make any sense these are the depreciating assets so probably as we and some of the companies can cover some schemes around and facilitate some of that probably we can increase this footprint but is that is that that's an interesting point do you really i don't want to generalize but i do see that a different generation maybe it's the our generation and the previous one who are completely hooked on to this aspirational thing did have you noticed that some of some of the people in the younger generation i can i can see nirav already doesn't care about owning too many of these things he may have it for very reason yeah i have i have heard my own kids don't even bother they just they would much rather hail an auto or walk it to wherever they want to go or or take the bicycle than actually even he did there is no interest to even get a driving license 
uh, when they turn 16. It almost seems to me that there are so many choices, just providing a choice. But again, coming back to corporates, uh, what let's let's try and paint some picture of what you think they can do um, before we go and start. Just one thing that I wanted to add here, Satya, sorry, uh, before you jump on, right? I want to play the devil's advocate here and uh, basically say that I... And from what I've seen for the last 10, 12 years in office, people who join youngsters typically tend to cycle, right? They are new to Bangalore. They live close by, right? So, mm. so a lot of employees in their first five years typically tend to cycle. And then it starts to change once they start buying. Uh, I mean, I have personally seen several who have gone from being commute cyclists to car riders uh, uh, who now come by car. Right. Or at least motorcycles because they would have gotten married so or they probably need to drop a child in school and come. So basically all sorts of things start to change. So youngsters don't stay young forever. So they don't remain cyclists forever. <laughs> so that's how, that's what I've seen. But if you cycle, you stay young forever. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> probably their spouses might influence them. Be safe. Because now I'm also dependent on you. So. Sorry. Yeah. So the risk assessment changes. They start yes. thinking it is riskier suddenly, even though they have been at no risk for a while. Is there a quick one last thing on the thing? Is there a culture in companies that that influences people? I don't know how you it. Are some companies and the way they speak and behave and symbolisms in their companies, does that influence? If you see a lot, I've seen people in university campuses, they don't think twice about, of course, there might be a cost issue and all of those things, right? But even otherwise, there are some companies where people have come and told me, I never, we never uh, aspired for this because probably nobody wants to show off there. Is there a cultural element to certain companies behaving and their employees behaving a certain way? I completely agree. When I started cycling to work in 2011, uh, I have one cycle rack space where we can park or cycle, like five cycles. Slowly people picked up and then more cyclists and then more cyclists. Uh, now we got up to 12 racks before pre-COVID. Like it's almost like we went from uh, less than five members to 50 plus members and most more folks come and more folks go and adapt. And it's not a taboo. And as I said, uh, even after you get an expensive car and if you don't come in that and you are cycling, uh, probably people understand and then it becomes a culture of the company or culture of the group where you are part of. So, so leadership does play a role, definitely. Correct. Because if they are talking about, oh, you know, greed is good and go around and throw the riches and show flashy stuff. It, it might really influence. I, that's just an anecdotal thing. I have no data to back it up though. Uh, I've, I've heard of that. I've seen some of the people from, some people don't even realize that cycling is even a thing and nobody has done it there. And they haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, right? I, I feel that the leaders need to set an example. They need to walk the talk without that. You will not have youngsters following, uh, they might cycle while they can and, uh, while they cannot afford anything uh costlier uh but if they see that that your boss is coming on cycle and is casual about it mm. then most people will think that oh that's a normal thing to do right, right now the most normal thing to do is to buy a gigantic size suv and travel alone in it or maybe even better get a driver to get drive a driver. <laughs> and that's the example most people are setting and 
that's the that's the thing that most people aspire to unfortunately i mean that is true nobody is aspiring to ride a cycle they think that oh that person is riding a cycle either that person is very poor or is completely crazy so yeah Absolutely. all three of us would yeah. fall in that crazy bucket because <laughs> they don't understand that we are doing it for a reason which is just Selfish. about saving yeah, time yeah we just get yeah we get we get benefits out of it so we're doing it Hmm. I'm surprised they don't see the benefits and they start uh, attaching more risk to it than they actually yeah uh, so so the kind of reasons I get for uh, me cycling to work is that uh, I can eat anything I can stay slim I can get a lot of exercise and uh, I must love cycling <laughs> these are the reasons which none of them are true <laughs> the reason is I get more done by cycling yes. and not spending time in traffic and okay. i cycle on a, the most infamous road in bangalore so i i don't take any side routes or anything because i just want the shortest way out of that this hell on the roads so i love passing by mercedes bmws and skodas i just i'm extremely non aggressive person i just pass by and that's the way i show it to them well yeah you don't even have to flip anything you can just go past it <laughs> well, sometimes uh, i mean sometimes uh, i mean uh, shilpi's cartoons don't quite convey that but then uh, <laughs> there is a lot of a lot of anger there there is a lot of angst that comes through but then yeah so for those of you who don't know shilpi is a wonderful cartoonist and uh, i mean her mm-hmm. twitter handle would break fails right where uh, Right. Break, break fail twenty two, and we have already yeah. covered it. Okay, okay, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'll I'll link yeah. the Orulabs episode uh, of hers to this uh, uh, this particular episode, so that they get to see that, and they get to follow and see how she expresses all of these things. No, the anger does come out; you can see it, but it comes out very creatively. So you need to look between the <laughs> pictures so you can see it. Uh, so, last uh, all these years of. Uh... Cycling on the road, commuting on the road, gave me one insight. When people honk, initially I used to get irritated. Hey, I'm on the side corner and you're still honking. What I later realized, I thought of sharing it here. Basically, uh, any of you start cycling and if you see people honking, it's not because of anything else that you have done something wrong. It's basically their frustration that they got stuck at the previous junction <laughs> and you're able to pass through them. And once they're crossing, sometimes they... it's basically they're trying to challenge themselves and uh, yeah they might be having their uh, fight inside themselves say why am i not cycling type of stuff so they don't know how to express so they take that frustration on the honk um, so just as if you realize that you'll be a lot more comfortable you don't get irritated just uh, keep this perspective in mind this is my thought yeah. all right with that tip we move to blaming the government now <laughs> that's that's the last part of this equation we we've, we've tackled our fears we know what we have done and we know it works let's hope other people realize we have talked about the corporates and what they could do and what they are not doing they have done a lot for yourselves what do you think why how do we get this government to give us something yeah it reinstated the cycle lanes bicycle lanes on some not of the just places not just on that road not just on that road we need we need yeah. uh, so i'll just give you a quick fact at this point in time i i like saying this there are 14000 kilometers of road just in the bbmp region alone which is like 800 square kilometers uh and bbmp you know is not all of bangalore half of bangalore is already outside bbmp but let's talk 14000 kilometers of roads right that's that's 
the network for cars. It might be small, it might be big, but it is the network for cars. At least 2,000 kilometers of that is, by the way, arterial uh, and, uh, roads. They call them major roads, which is 15 meters or wider. 2,000 is hardly 10% of the uh, 10,000, 14,000 kilometers, right? Uh, oh, sorry, it's around 20%, little less than 20%. How do we get those fast roads to have bicycle tracks, at least 2,000 kilometers of bicycle track will help us. The rest of the roads don't bother. We know how to find those small roads and go. We'll still make do with it. We, we can help ourselves and map these other roads like Tandava does. Uh, we can do that. But I think in the high-speed roads, at least we need some amount of uh, coverage. And at the end of the day, it's not about the bicycle lane. Everybody else should be, you should be planning a car lane only for the cars and everything else should be available for the bicycle, right? But that's a dream. What do you think we should be doing why isn't the government giving it to us? Because it's a chicken and egg problem. Uh, the reason I say that is there are some lanes where those pedestrian uh, as well as cycle lanes were created from Marathalli towards the old airport road till Dumlu. Those are beautiful stuff. As in when I stuck in traffic, I always commute using that. Uh, if the roads are not overloaded, I normally go on the main road. But it's basically chicken and egg. Uh, the reason I say is Government also asked, show me, I created this. How much are you leveraging that? Probably Correct. we also need to own, but at the same time, government can't be uh, blindsided and say that, hey, show me and all. Because as Shilpi said, maybe we are talking about this uh, top one person, but there are uh, a lot of folks who use this for regular commute. And I know some of them don't even have reflectors and stuff. Uh, even if you don't care about us, but all these other folks need a safer passage from their workplace to their home. And they're not doing it uh, for leisure or stuff. Basically, it's their necessity to go from their home to workplace. And as government's case for all of us and probably for the folks who need more help from government than others, probably they should go and invest. And also it helps back to that, uh, what uh, Shilpi mentioned of go green. If India is talking about being one of the top countries in the world to go on carbon neutral and all that stuff. These are the safer passages that can help us to get there much faster. As well as helping all these folks who are looking up to us, uh, these technology and innovation should help them to the common man and the bottommost person in the society. Don't build a bridge looking at the number of people swimming across the river because there are people who won't swim who might still want to cross that river. There are a bunch of people who like it or not, have a different risk perception like Karthik was mentioning, which I just got a kid and I can't die. Suddenly your risk perception for no, you, you haven't died by cycling so long, but suddenly you think I have more to lose now. So your value of green goes, pew. and it's not even about green. Like Shilpi says, it's pure utility. You can save that time and actually go back and uh, spend more time with your kids. Infrastructure is not something that we do care about. The three of us or four of us or five of us on this call uh, can still cycle because we figured our way out. But if you give it, we would be happier and we might ride a little better and little less anxiety because at the end of the day, the road is just harassment. It's not about safety for us. It's about just too many honking, too many people shoving, no elbow room. That's the only thing we are worried about. I always say about safety, right? I mean, you guys have heard me. You've talked uh, that when the traffic is slower, it is actually safer because we are faster than them. Uh, it's it's only when you go out in the morning on the highway and 
everybody thinks the road is empty and you have a lot of elbow room the motor vehicle is also uh, thinking oh there's a lot of space let me speed and then it's just touch and go at at the same time some amount of infrastructure is absolute just as a mark of respect one gripe that i had right even when we had those nice nice cycling lanes right where i mean the short lived mm-hmm. cycling lanes we never saw people who violated the cycle lanes get pulled up right so it clearly showed that uh, i mean uh, policing or uh, right making sure people followed those rules was a big problem and i mean whenever that is not being done so, so that clearly showed how much will the government had i mean that to me looked more like something that we'll do that's like a feel good thing but don't expect us to do any more there right um, i mean the government uh, at least the way i saw it they did nothing to normalize cycling they did nothing to even um, uh, to get uh, traffic policemen up to speed with what's happening and uh, right uh, i mean i really wonder how much of uh, uh, i mean how much of of training or uh, right sensitization the traffic cops right would have gone through before the cycling lanes were introduced there right that really showed in i mean all those times when people would tag people on twitter saying we've had fights right that we've had fights where people would stand and just block the place so considering all of that i mean i do think that uh, i mean the fundamental will is is missing even if we get infrastructure that is probably going to come here and there like uh, right like pieces of i mean bits of charity handed out to us rather than really a fundamental mindset change and when and how we get there i'm actually not i mean i'm a bit of a pessimist right now and it it's probably going to take a lot of effort from all of us and many more people to really get that that mindset change mindset change among the people who decide i think we should have more people using the current infrastructure that we have and trying to get back on the road just purely because there is a lot of value personally for people to get on the bicycle you'll really save time Uh, do it in a structured way find people who cycle and try and see if you can buddy up with them and uh, try and see if we can if you can make a few days count on the bicycle and see how you can make that a habit in the end it is in our personal interest forget about you trying to save the planet or we have all seen that it actually has wonderful personal value for us and i do believe at the end of the day uh, the corporates need to also start lending their voice in some way uh, to make this a momentum uh, that is worth uh, keeping up on that thought uh, i would like to thank you guys all uh, we seem to have lost lost uh, shilpi this world bicycle day let us hope we have more people commuting to work and uh, making this uh, count thanks a lot guys thank you, thank you so, so much, much satya thank you satya for the all wonderful right. opportunity so, this is a part of the uh, Uh, commute series that we have been doing for the rest of you who are watching do like subscribe and share and see if uh, uh, you can spread the word uh, about the podcast and uh, chime in with your comments on uh, the youtube channel and uh, let's have a conversation going